Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to the NRL Show, Episode 10. I'm your host, Dan Frost, and as always, I'm joined by the best panel in the business, uh, Full House tonight, as I'm joined by Alex, Stacey, and Pierre. All right, guys, well, let's jump into our first segment now, uh, and uh, that is the breakdown. Um, And in the breakdown, each week we feature two key games uh, from the round ahead. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Um. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> Pierre, that sounded very much like me uh, when I was watching the Knights play last week where, you know, we seemed to have a comfortable lead. Uh, we were playing uh, against the... Uh, the Wooden Spooners in the Canary Bulldogs, but they came home uh, very, very strong and put us under pressure. Uh, but, Pierre, uh, you know, tonight we're going to be featuring the Newcastle Knights v the Gold Coast Titans. Give it to me honestly. What's your thoughts? Uh, let's start with the Knights. What's your thoughts on this season so far? Yeah, I'm sorry to say, Dan, but um, I don't think the Knights have had a very successful season to date. I think they've had some really close games, as you as we saw previously with the Bulldogs. But, um, yeah, I don't really think that they're able to finish off the game strongly. I think when they start, they do really well by starting strong. But, unfortunately, just can't control the game to the very end. Alex, uh, you know, we, we, we don't like to see anyone injured. Um, so, shout-outs to quite a, quite a large number of players at the moment, but in particular, AJ Brimson, you know, the Gold Coast star, fullback, um, you know, broke his jaw. Um, so, he, he's out for the season. Um, but, you know, as a night supporter, you know, you're thinking that's a bit of an opportunity, maybe, maybe something that we can uh, attack a bit of a vulnerability. And then here comes Jaden Campbell, who I know Stacey loves, and Stacey will come to you in a second. But, Alex, what's your thoughts on this young kid? Because he is uh, he certainly hit the ground running there for the Titans. Yeah, I thought he had a great game against the Storm, and I think he was someone that they found kind of hard to stop. Like, he kind of just stepped up out of nowhere a little bit, and I think he kind of – caught the storm off guard and you know they had to now deal with somebody that they weren't quite you know used to seeing kind of step up and show show you know the the kind of form that he did um so yeah and he was able to capitalize on a couple mistakes which i think is kind of key when you're looking to kind of take on big teams stacy you know we've all played backyard footy and uh you know you're in the neighborhood and there's just that one kid that just comes in and he's just got a little bit more natural talent than than anyone uh, around you know whether that's agility skill Jaden Campbell he has just got so much natural talent that just comes through the TV screen um he, he looks to be something special uh you know I, there's even whispers that he could force AJ Brimson into the halves next year yeah look I don't know if anyone was watching you know the game against the storm but that that try that he scored from the kick that just had that bounce he just came out of nowhere and and that's the kind of stuff that you're talking about that backyard you know that backyard footy anything can happen kind of moment you know he's he's definitely an exciting talent uh Pierre it, it's it's difficult as a night supporter to to read the injury list because you know we've got David uh, uh, sorry we've got Daniel Safidi out uh, we got David Clemmer out as well. 
And then you look at this Titans forward pack. So Tartino for Sowell Aoi is still in play. Uh, we've got Mo Fodawaka, who looks like he'll return for this game. And then a guy that I want to talk about tonight is David Fafita, who is quite a, a controversial player in the competition. You know, he he's so electric. He's such a great player. But, you know, the Titans haven't exactly gone out and had a top four season. So he's copped quite a, quite a large amount of criticism. What's your thoughts on David Fafita's season so far? Yeah, um, I mean, he definitely hasn't had the best start in Titans considering the contract that he got. So got signed up for, what, $1.25 million or, uh, anyway, lots of amounts of money. Um, I don't think the Titans have utilised him as much as they should be, but at the same time I think they're holding back a lot. And I don't know if that's down to his um, experience or maybe his injuries. Um, I would love to see him back out there again, but, you know, I'm just obviously not sure about where the Titans are with him. Alex, with David Fafita, I, I think one of the things that uh, one of the challenges with him is that he's gone out and showed that he can go out and he's almost like an outside back. He can score three tries. You know, he can break all of these tackles. And when he doesn't do it, which is, you know, you know, when you talk about, you know, other forwards on the field who, 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 who you know, rarely score one try in a season – uh, yet for David Fafita, if he doesn't go out and score two, three tries, um, you know, there's just so much pressure on him at the moment. Do you think that's kind of fair criticism for him? You know, does David Fafita need to go out and score two to three tries every game to have a to have a great performance? Um, I don't think he needs to score two or three tries to have a great performance. I think if that's kind of something that's in his repertoire that kind of teams that the Titans are depending on, if you're getting paid that big kind of money then you need to produce those at the end of the day because they're paying you to go out and do what you do best. And if he is getting two, three tries kind of consistently on those games where he's, he's not getting those tries, you know, is, is he performing in the tackle tackle count? Is he performing in the meters run? And if he's not, then you kind of question why is he getting paid the big bucks? I think the criticism is just in some way, shape or form um, because he is getting paid the money to produce, to, to produce kind of opportunities and he's not doing it Stacey, on, the, on a regular basis. Stacey, he's had an interesting season because, you know, his best games, you know, we haven't seen a talent like him and probably his worst games, they're, they're pretty stock standard for a lot of players out there. But to Alex's point, uh, they're certainly not on the contract that, that, that David is. But in recent times, you know, he's been really effective off the bench as an impact player. Um, I, I think we can read into that a little bit. I, I think potentially the coach there, Justin Holbrook, is probably looking for a little bit more out of him, maybe on the defensive side. What's your thoughts on his defense? You know, are, are you looking for some bigger moments from him in defense? Are you looking for more volume? What's your thoughts? Because it does appear that that's probably, you know, probably one of the areas of his game that he needs to improve upon. I mean, if you're looking, uh, you know, in, over the season this year, his tackle efficiency hasn't been bad. You know, he's sitting at a 92.5%, which isn't bad. But I think the problem in his defense comes in those bigger moments um, or uh, a slight, you know, when I've seen tries being scored on David Fafita, they're obvious. You know, they're just, it looks like he should have made those tackles. And I think that that's more what they're referring to. It's the decision-making around making those easier tackles instead of going balls to the wall and trying to knock someone out every time we do it. But, you know, David Fafita, for me, his skills come from, you know, his offloads. He has 42 offloads this season. Like that's kind of, that's kind of crazy. Um, and for a guy, like you said, who, you know, 
forwards will go through an entire season without scoring a try, you know, and he's scored 14. Like that's, you know, he's a special kind of player. Um, and I think that once he, you know, gets free of the reins a little bit and, and potentially gets moved into a different position, he might excel. I mean, you know, he's had a, a great season so far. Yeah, absolutely. And if we look at the other side, uh, you know, for the Newcastle Knights, obviously they're going to be rolling out a, a much younger and inexperienced forward pack. But one player who is a little bit of a veteran, Pierre, is Tyson Frizzell. Now, we'll go to you first because I know that Stacey's a little bit emotional about losing him from the Dragons uh, last season. And he is someone that I was really excited about sort of joining in. But talk to us a little bit about Tyson's season this year, uh, from all reports, he was actually selected in State of Origin but did get injured. Well, yeah, what, what's your thoughts on his season so far and potentially his impact in such a, a crucial game for uh, for the Newcastle Knights? Um, yeah, look, I mean, having him in the Newcastle Knights has been a big advantage for them. Uh, he's played a few games, had a few games out, um, and now he's back in. I think as a veteran in the game, I think he brings a lot of experience to the Knights. Um, he's played Origin for four, four times, obviously, in the last uh, – origin um season he wasn't able to due to injuries but he's got running meters of 119 606 tackles got 90 almost 95 percent tackle efficiency so um i think he's on his way for a good season yeah alex i'm a little bit hard on tyson sometimes just because, you know, the Knights' problem at the moment is their attack. So, um, you know, when, when you look at these second rowers that don't necessarily um, score a lot of tries or they're not necessarily a big attacking threat, um, you know, I often want to move them into the middle. But, you know, uh, to, to Pierre's point, you know, Tyson, you know, he's still, you know, he, you know, in such a young team with all of these injuries, he's so important in terms of his leadership. But defensively, he's just so sound. So, you know, what, what's what's your preference, I guess? You know, they're two different players, Tyson and David. Um, are you all about the flair scoring tries or do you still think there's some importance in, t- in some of that, you know, defensive uh, workload that Tyson gets through? Um, I mean, as we've talked about before, like defense wins championships. And when I look at it, kind of all the sports that I've played, I've always been kind of like, big defender and so I have a a soft spot as far as defense goes um so I think that's kind of key but I think if you have someone like Frizzell kind of come back in who is defensively sound especially when you've kind of got younger kids in there that are trying to develop having somebody that can stand up make a tackle kind of lead by example almost I think that's super beneficial um as far as the nice go to have somebody step up make that key tackle when you be, because I think that'll kind of bring your team together. And if he can do that for the Knights, I, I think they'll be good kind of moving into this championship kind of run. All right, guys. Well, let's tip this one. Um, you know, the, the you know, as a little bit of history, the Knights and Titans have sort of played in this crucial game in previous seasons. I think the Titans have won to break the Knights' hearts um, in the past. But, Stacey, what's your tip for this one? I reckon the Titans have got this. I reckon it's going to be messy and scrappy and ugly, but I think I think they're going to roll over. They've been on a run. Yeah, it's uh, it's not something I want to hear, but uh, yeah, look, you know, the Knights and they're not playing particularly well at the moment. Uh, Pierre, what's your thoughts? Uh, Knights or Titans? Yeah, sorry, Dan, I'm going to have to go with the Titans just purely based on their. Like last few games, have been able to control the game a lot better than, say, the Knights. Yeah, and Alex, uh, who's your tip? And if you do say the Titans, are we talking, you know, give me some sort of hope. Are we talk, Is it going to be a close uh, win? Are they going to win by 20? What's your thoughts on this one? Newcastle Knights, Gold Coast Titans. 
Uh, I think I got to go with the Titans on this one, but I got to back with Stacey said. It's going to be scrappy. It's not, it's going to be kind of a, a very interesting match. I think if, if the Knights can pull off kind of, you know, I think they struggled to kind of um, complete the first half, you know, they had a lot more possessions. So I think if they can actually finish in that final third, maybe they might be able to pull it off, but I've, I see the Titans edging them out on a, what will be a very scrappy game. Yeah, look, I can't go against my guys, so I'm going to go the Knights, but this is going to be a real test of Adam O'Brien. He's going to have to coach uh, at a really high level this week and and, and fix it, fix our attack. Uh, from what I can see, uh, they're playing way too deep. Uh, they've got to play fast, up over the advantage line, and play with some pace. Um, you know, they're, they're just playing with way too much depth at the moment, very, very predictable, and it's, and it's easy to defend. Um, you know, with guys like Kalen Ponga, got to play fast. Jalen Braley needs to get out at a dummy half. Our forwards need to try and create momentum. Uh, they're going to be some young forwards, but hopefully we can get the job done. The other thing, too, is we've got to take Bradman Best out of that little corridor. You know, he's one of our most uh, important players. He's a strike weapon, but he's getting no football. Um, so, Bradman, you know, if you're halfway through a half and you haven't seen any football, mate, you've got to go looking for the football. Bradman, I know you listen to the podcast, my friend. If you are not getting any football, go searching for it, son, uh, and help us. Uh, yeah, help help us turn around things uh, as we as we march towards the finals. All right, guys. Well, let's have a look at our next feature game and, and another blockbuster. You know, they're they're coming thick and fast as the regular season comes to an end. Uh, Alex, your mob, uh, the Sydney Roosters, are coming up against a red-hot South Sydney Rabbitohs. You know, last week they, they had a defeat uh, against the Penrith Panthers, but um, still, I, I, I doubt that dinted their confidence. Uh, what's your thoughts on, on this clash? Yeah, I mean, it's it was tough. I think the, the Bunnies kind of came out guns blazing in the first half against the Panthers and it kind of put everyone on kind of the back foot going, Oh, maybe the bunnies, you know, have this one a little bit. They seem to be kind of firing in all cylinders, but once they let kind of uh, the Panthers back in the game, they struggle to then kind of stop them defensively. Um, and I think for the roosters, I think they're going to have to capitalize on errors where they can um, and, and attack quickly where they can. Um, but I think the Bunnies might just see a little bit of, you know, deflation based on that loss because they started off so strong and they just fell so flat. Um, so I think the Roosters who have kind of come off some, like, fight, some battle games, you know, and some good performances, I think they might be just ahead of the Bunnies and, you know, sitting on the front foot here. Uh, Stacey, uh, I mean, yeah, we, we've said it in, in past podcasts, but I, I guess it's worth repeating that, you know, this effort from the Roosters this season, uh, I mean, I haven't seen anything like it. You know, if you have the injuries that the Sydney Roosters have had, you're competing for the wooden spoon. You know, you, you're nowhere near the finals and you're certainly not not where the Roosters find themselves in. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, Trent Robinson, the coach, you know, what he's been able to do this season because, yeah, I, I don't know about you, but but I haven't seen this before. No, that's exactly right. Um, you know, and, and you know, we've spoken before about coaching and, and how it's not just X's and O's, you know, and, and what he's doing right now is is that extra. Um, you know, as, as a coach, you get put in a position sometimes where everything is out of your control and the only thing that you can control is your relationship with your players and motivating them to do the best. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? And just the, their ability to create standards simplify people's roles so that a reserve grade player, no disrespect, you know, but a, but a reserve grade, grade player 
can just come in and do their job, you know, and and that means that Trent has really simplified everyone's roles. You know, you're able to come in um, and get the job done. Alex, if I was you, uh, being a Roosters supporter, I'd be a little bit nervous about a couple of players. Um, I've got marked down here, Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker. Uh, on the biggest stage last week, biggest game of the season, they, they went quite quiet in that, uh, they were pretty quiet in that second half. You know, talk to us a little bit about maybe the conversation that Wayne Bennett's having with those two. Um, and yeah, what, what's your thoughts on, on, on those uh, two superstars coming into this one? They'll be keen to um, redeem themselves after what was a disappointing second half last week. Oh, definitely. I think especially with two players like that, that are such standouts as far as our team goes. And when they're switched on, so is the rest of the team. And they're kind of like leaders as far as that goes. So when they kind of, when their light kind of dims, you kind of saw that throughout the rest of the squad, the rest of the team's light kind of dims. So I, I think as far as kind of the Bunnies coaching staff, you know, looking at them, it's going, hey, you can't falter, right? You've got to keep that consistency. You've got to stay switched on because then the team will follow you and stay switched on behind that. So I guess for the Roosters, it's kind of figuring out a way where we can kind of take them out of the play a bit and keep them a bit quiet because I think when if we can keep those two quiet, I think we have, we have a solid chance. Speaking of halves, uh, there's a couple of players that I wanted to talk about tonight, and that is young Sam Walker and Adam Reynolds. Pierre... Sam Walker, okay, so he's 19 years of age, and, and that just, I mean, it's, it's really hard because, you know, on occasion you see some of these boom rookies come into an NRL system, but what we're talking about is the chief playmaker, the number seven. You've got a 19-year-old who's coming out, and he's yelling and screaming, organizing, you know, 200-game veterans in and around him. You know, talk to us a little bit about, you know, Sam Walker's season so far, you know, what, what's your thoughts on it? And, uh, yeah, this is, this is quite something from a 19-year-old. For a young guy like himself, he's come through the grassroots of, of rugby league and they're being put in a position at such an early age and so early in the season. He's definitely, to see him where he was before to where he's now, he's definitely grown as a player. Like his defence his defense skills has, has improved tremendously versus what it was in the beginning of the season. Alex, uh, you know, Sam Walker... He is, he is some talent. I mean, you could forgive him for, you know, just coming in, doing his job, kicking the corners, um, you know, just sort of playing a bit of a passive role. But one of the things that I've liked about him is he is one of the most aggressive, uh, offense-minded, uh, attacking weapons in the competition. I mean, I'm looking at his try assist this season. I'm looking at his line break assist. I mean, this guy, he is dangerous. He is setting up tries left, right, and center. He's not just coming in and doing a job. He's coming in and dominating. Uh, you know, where, where is this kid going to be in five, six years' time? Well, I think, that, I mean, his dominance on the field it, it plays such an impact um, to the way the Roosters play. And as you said, he has 17 try assists and 21 line break assists. So just to, able to see that but have so much kind of he has such a compelling nature about him with the way he plays that he just draws these defenders in where they're kind of like, well, I've got to stop him. And then he just has this ability to just find players in support, uh, you know, off his, off his hip, off his shoulder and, and, you know, be able to kind of feed them what is like an amazing ball. So they can just kind of break that line. So he just has that awareness for his own teammates, but he has that, that drive to kind of just, you know, really pull in those defenders and make them pay for kind of, you know, that commitment. No, it's impressive. You know, he's embarrassing NRL veterans out there and that that's not easy to do. Stacey, let's have a look at the other side of it uh, for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, let's look at the other side of it. The, the, the veteran player, Adam Reynolds, 
Um, you know, I think for me, you know, we all know what Adam's about. Um, his kicking game is, is probably, you know, along with Nathan Cleary, one of the best in the competition. But am I right in saying that he's having his best year of his career at 31 years of age? For sure, definitely. And, um, you know, you could just tell, you know, in the game against the Panthers, that 40-20 that he kicked, it was NFL-level precision. Um, and I was stunned watching it. And that that doesn't come down to luck. You know, this is a guy that we're talking about. He, he wants over 80% kicking efficiency. You know, that's, that's his standard because he wants to be the best because he is the best, um, you know, from a conversion standpoint. And he's just having such a good season, which is – and it's just – it baffles me to know that he's not going to be with South next season. Um, but, you know, he's just so exciting to watch because he just gets down and dirty. You know, he's that kind of, he's that kind of player um, that can just make things happen. You know, I love how he sets up combinations and I love how aggressive he is um, just out of the line. And, you know, he's one of the most accurate goalkeepers of all time. So, you know, uh, if, you're gonna, if we're putting these two against each other, like Reynolds just has it by miles, but Walker's going to be there soon. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be a great clash and uh, two players that are different uh, that are at different points in their career, but um, certainly bringing lots of eyes uh, to the TV and uh, yeah, definitely going to be an interesting game to watch. All right, Pierre, let's tip this one. Uh, Sydney Roosters—they've been really brave this season, uh, but they're coming up quite, uh, against quite a special South City Rabbitohs team. Uh, what's your thoughts? What's your tip on this one? I'm tipping the Roosters just purely because no matter what one of them, the injuries that they get. They're still able to take away the wins. And Alex, you uh, you know you you put in your underdog tip of the week quite early on uh, for this particular one. Uh, safe to say, you're tipping uh, your team to come up with the upset here. Hundred um, percent. I think the Roosters just kind of go from strength to strength, no matter what happens. And I think that comes down to coaching and everybody understanding whether it's starters, bench players, whatever it is. Everyone understands their role. They know what they're supposed to do, and they just go out there and do it. Um, so yeah, I'm tipping my Roosters for the underdog is for this week. Yeah, well, look, I'm going to go with the Rabbitohs, uh, with Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker, anytime try scorers. They uh, they like to perform in the big games they didn't last week. Uh, expect a big bounce back from those. All right, guys, and to round out the show, uh, it's time for Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Yeah, and on rapid fire, we complete the rest of the round uh, with our tips and keep an eye out for our underdog tips of the week with Alex already uh, jumping in there with the Roosters to upset the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So that will be that will be a big one. All right, guys, well, let's start on Friday uh, with the New Zealand Warriors who had a disappointing loss uh, in their last round against the Brisbane Broncos. They'll be coming up against the Canberra Raiders who have been quite brave uh, towards the back end of the season. Uh, Pierre, they, they weren't able to get the job done, but gave your team a bit of a scare. Uh, what's your thoughts on this one, Warriors or Raiders? Tipping the Warriors to win on this one. You know, they fought hard last week, and I'm hoping to see that again this week. Yeah, and you've got that marked down as your underdog uh, tip of the week, so we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, Pierre, you know, we, uh, we we keep very close eyes on your tips as you as you uh, as you dominate the leaderboard. So Warriors in an upset there over the Raiders, very good. Uh, Stacey, your tip on this one? I'm tipping the Warriors for this one as well. Alex? Uh, I'm going to go with the Warriors on this one. 
Okay, and uh, just to break things up, I'm going to go with the Raiders. Um, but, yeah, it, it's all on the back of Jack Whiten. He, he's playing great at the moment. But, uh, yeah, that's a lot of pressure for one player. All right, guys, well, let's move through now to Saturday. Um, Stacey, your team, uh, St. George Illawarra Dragons, coming up against North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys, they are on some sort of... Uh, well, yeah, they're, they're, they're having quite a few troubles at the moment. They're on a massive losing streak at the moment. Todd Payton, I think, would be safe in his first year, but, you know, wouldn't he love to get the upset against your team? Uh, yeah, what's your thoughts on this one? Can your team get it over the line? Um, I think they can. Uh, not to say it's going to be easy. Um, and I think it's going to come down to a lot of those young kids, you know, stepping in again, like Jaden Sullivan. Uh, he's probably going to have a good game. Um, Zach Lomax performing solidly. It's going to take the whole team to work for it to come off well. Pierre, uh, the Dragons been very inconsistent this year. They've got a mixture of young and old players. Um, you, you don't really know what you're going to get with that team week in, week out. But the Cowboys, uh, they're, they're, it's dark times up there at the moment. They're having a lot of troubles uh, finding a win. What's your tip in this one? Tipping the Dragons, I guess. Um, and this is based off more the Cowboys' um, current uh, run rate, I guess you could say. Um, with the inconsistencies they have in their game, I'm going to lean in on the St. George or Dragons. Alex? Yeah, I'm going to go with the consensus and go Dragons on this one. All right, I'm going to change things up. This will be my underdog tip of the week. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Uh, Todd Payton is a good coach. Um, I know it. I know uh, the team looks a little bit dysfunctional at the moment. But um, look, uh, you know the, these these losing streaks. They've got to end at some point. The Dragons. They are vulnerable, um, and, I, and I really feel like you know this is this is going to be a huge coaching moment for Todd Payton. He needs to find a win uh, towards the back end of this season, and why not do it this week? So I've got the Cowboys to win with Scott Drinkwater getting over the line there. Um, we continue on on Saturday, and we see the Melbourne Storm, who, you know, they rest players, they still win. They, they are, they're a remarkable football team. Uh, they're breaking records left, right, and centre. Are you all thinking Storm here over the Eels? I mean, I'd like to say the Eels. I'd like to say the Eels, but it's not going to happen. Look, I, I, you know, it's difficult for me. I'm going I'm to say the Storm, uh, and I think they win that comfortably. And it's disappointing, right? Like the Paramount Eels just turn things around, and then bang, you know, the schedule gets them. And, and that's one of the crucial things uh, for teams at this time of the year is what does your schedule look like? And for Parramatta, you know, they, they come up against Melbourne Storm. That's very difficult. Um, not a lot of teams this year have been able to find a way against that powerhouse. All right, guys, to finish out Saturday, um, we've got the Cronulla Sharks. What what a brave football team. You know, a couple of really young halves there. They've had quite a few injuries, but they continue to fight. Coming up against the Brisbane Broncos, who have found some late-season form. Pierre, we'll start with you. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to go for the Sharks on this one. Yeah, no, I, I'm going to I'm going to probably look at the uh, the Broncos here. I, I think you know they're starting to hit a little bit of form, and uh, you know no, no no serious pressure on Kevin Walters at the moment, but you know he's really laid down the law in recent times, and I think he's come out in the media and talked a little bit about you know he he sort of lost his way a little bit just in terms of you know his personality. He's a bit of a fun guy, a bit of a jokester, and I think things got a little bit too serious for him there, as you would expect. Um, you know, with, with the side struggling. So, um, yeah, I think kevy has got him in a good place at the moment. And, uh, yeah, I've got the Broncos in this one. Stacey, this has got a bit of an underdog tip of the week feel to it. Uh, what's your thoughts? Uh, the Sharks, probably going to be favourites coming into this. Um, all the underdogs in the Brisbane Broncos. Oh, I'm going to take the Broncos, uh, mainly because uh, the way that the Sharks played against the Warriors and Warriors, we've been tipping Warriors for the last couple of weeks. I just, I'm just feeling that they could get the upset. But... You know, that said, the Sharks have actually had, you know, 
their last couple of games with Will Kennedy and, uh, you know, Connor Tracy really performing well. So it could be tight, but I reckon the Broncos will come out on top. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're playing brave, uh, brave football team, that's for sure. All right, guys, what about an all round consensus? Are we all saying manly because uh, they're they're taking on uh, the Bulldogs on Sunday? Uh, the Bulldogs they're they're well on their way to a wooden spoon. Um, everyone going manly? Yeah, I'm seeing plenty of nods. Yep, yep. Okay, excellent. All right, guys, and to finish it out, um, we have the Battle of the West with the Penrith Panthers, another uh, premiership contender, coming up against uh, the West Tigers. Um, Pierre, what's your thoughts on this one? Panthers. I have to agree with I'm, you, my friend. Uh, Panthers 13 plus for me. Alex? Yeah, I'm with the Panthers on this one. Stacy. Yeah, look, I'm going to go with the Panthers, but I will, you know, I'd put some money on, on Tommy Talao scoring one. Yeah, what a talent. Yeah, and, 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 and we've spoken about this in past podcasts. You know, when, when a team's not going particularly well uh, and the Titans just had 50 put on them by the Cronulla Sharks, um, you know, you've, you've got to really – you know, be fair, have a good look at the roster and pick out some players that are playing well. And Tommy Talao, he's certainly a talent, along with uh, Adam Dewey. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, there are a couple of players that can hopefully lead the West Tigers onto a bit of a better season coming into next year. All right, guys, and that's all the time we have uh, tonight. As always, just want to thank my panel. Uh, you know, brilliant as always, uh, always bringing the heat. And to our listeners, we hope you enjoyed uh, tonight's episode. Uh, if you did, please download, subscribe, uh, tell a family member, tell a friend about the podcast, and find us on our social media. Uh, you know, we're available on all platforms. Please like, comment, send us some feedback. We really appreciate that. And until next week, we'll see you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.